Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Okay, we're on the homeward slide to the end of the year. We got a couple more heavy travel days to get through before we hit the quiet weeks of January. Good thing you're listening to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. If you've got somebody you want to listen to this show, remember we're live and streaming. If you go to rudymaxa.com and click on Listen Live, you'll hear the show live and streaming uh, if, you know, if everything's working just fine. I am Rudy Maxa. And it's all travel all the time on this hour. In about three minutes, we're going to meet an epidemiologist from the Centers for Disease Control who helped author this week's study of secondhand smoke pollution in airports that have separate smoking areas. I think you're going to be surprised by those findings. Then maybe you're familiar with Tom Wolfe's new best-selling novel. It's called Back to Blood. I just finished reading it the other day while I was broadcasting to you from Ireland. Well, not while I was broadcasting, but in between. Uh, most of the action takes place in Miami and revolves around the annual week of art shows that kicks off this week. And we're going to talk with Nick Korniloff. He's the director of Art Miami. And ask him if this big money celebration of all things art is just for those rich collectors who fly in from around the world, which is certainly the impression you get from Tom Wolfe's book. Then there's a sharp increase in the passing of counterfeit money in some countries favored by American travelers, such as England and Mexico. New York Times travel columnist Joe Sharkey was surprised to learn he was carrying some fake pesos in his wallet while visiting Mexico's city recently, and he's got some advice on how the rest of us can avoid getting burned. Now, two weeks ago, when we broadcast a special edition of the show from Dublin, Ireland, aviation consultant Kit Darby described a looming shortage of commercial airline pilots in the U.S. This is due to the changes in the requirements new pilots must have before they can take the controls, the number of flights, uh, flight hours they must have under their belt. It also has to do with uh, an unusually large number of experienced pilots retiring. But our pilot in residence, Patrick Smith, begs to differ. We're going to hear from him later this hour as well. Let's begin with a quick look at some of this week's news and travel. Well, there were 17 days this year when the public was invited to visit the nation's national parks without paying any entrance fee. Next year, it's going to be only 11 days, the National Park Service says. Well, now, every free day costs the Park Service between 700000 and $1 million in lost revenue. That's per day. But there are indications that the free days might have increased the public's interest in national parks, which was the Park Service's intention. Attendance has been growing rather than dropping, as it was in the last decade. In 03, the parks recorded 266 million visitors. This year, that number should be 14 million. Oh, it's got to be more than that. Four, oh, 14 million higher, I'm sorry, I was going to say. Uh, from 266 million in 03 to 14 million more this year. Well, it's been 12 and a half years since a Concorde supersonic jet taking off from Paris's de Gaulle airport crashed, killing 113 people. The culprit was determined to be a piece of titanium that fell onto the runway from a Continental DC-10 that took off shortly before that Concorde took off on that same runway. Investigators concluded the Concorde hit that strip of metal, bursting a tire, which led to the puncture of a fuel tank that burst into flames and doomed the plane. Two years ago, a French court determined Continental was criminally responsible for the death of those on the Concorde. Court fined the airline $265,000 and awarded $1.6 million in damages to Air France. But this week in, in France, an appeals court threw out the criminal conviction, though it did say Continental still bore some civil responsibility for the crash. That means the airline must now pay the $1.6 million in damages to Air France. And executives at Continental, which of course is now United, undoubtedly breathed a sigh of relief. 
And speaking of breathing, you've seen those smokers' cubicles at some of the nation's airports. It's the only place smokers can light up, and the rooms generally have strong exhaust fans. But it turns out not all the harmful smoke is vented out of the building. That's according to a new report released this week from the Centers for Disease Control, or of Disease Control, for Disease Control. Brian will remind me that in a moment. Um, Brian King is an epidemiologist with the CDC's Office on Smoking and Health and the lead co-author of the report. Brian, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Is it, is it for disease control? It is for disease control. Right. You are I correct. I, you got it right the first time. And I mess that up sometimes. <laughs> okay, so your report notes that five of the country's 29 largest airports have designated smoking areas. Those five airports are in Atlanta, Washington, Dulles, Denver, Salt Lake City, and Vegas, and they account for about 15% of the air travel in this country. What did the CDC find about secondhand smoke perhaps emanating from these uh, designated smoking areas? Uh, yes, yeah, so we assessed um, the, the air quality levels in these five airports that have um, designated smoking areas that are accessible to the public, and we assessed uh, the air quality in a variety of areas inside the smoking areas and directly outside those areas. And then we compared it to, to four smoke-free airports with comparable passenger volume. And those were Orlando, Fort Lauderdale, Chicago, and Phoenix. And, and essentially what we found was that the air pollution levels inside the smoking rooms were 23 times higher than the smoke-free airports. Um, and even in the areas directly outside the smoking rooms, uh, those were five times higher, the air pollution levels uh, were five times higher than, than the smoke-free airports. Um, and so essentially what this means is that you're seeing um, secondhand smoke drift out of these smoking areas. And the, the primary message for the public is that airport smoking areas and the areas around them aren't really healthy uh, for workers or, or travelers, particularly children who are uh, especially susceptible to secondhand smoke. Well, is there a safe, safe level to secondhand smoke? Um, so in, in 2006, the U.S. Surgeon General put out a landmark report on secondhand smoke exposure, and one of the major conclusions was that there is no risk-free level of secondhand smoke. Uh -huh. So that means that, that there's no safe level, um, and even brief exposure can have uh, damaging effects on uh, your, the lining of your blood vessels. And, and, of course, we know that there's a, a lot of adverse health effects associated with, with long-term secondhand smoke exposure, um, including lung cancer and heart disease in adults. And in children, it's everything from sudden infant death syndrome to middle ear disease, respiratory infections, and more severe asthma attacks. Well, does is there a, I, I know smoking laws have gotten more strict almost across the board. Is there a law that forbids smoking in airports nationwide? Uh, so beginning in 1988, a series of federal laws uh, prohibited smoking inside the, the airplanes during flight. So that was between right. 88 and, and 2000. But there's currently no federal law that prohibits smoking inside the airport. Um, mm. That's put up to the states. Um, and many states have implemented um, comprehensive smoke-free policies that prohibit smoking in all indoor areas and public places. But the, the problem is that several states have actually exempted, specifically exempted airports from that legislation. Um, and that's the... the uh, what's occurring in, in Utah and Colorado. Both of them have comprehensive smoke-free laws, but they actually specifically exempt airports. Um, and this problem is further compounded by the fact that the tobacco industry is, is actually paid for and promoted in some cases, these, these smoking rooms, to, to have them in the airport. Boy, I'm surprised Colorado and Utah are so, you know, they're sort of known as outdoorsy, clean air states. Let me ask you, um, uh, Brian, were you uh, surprised by the findings of this, the, the, in this report you co-wrote? Um, so we've done a lot of other studies in other indoor areas, and the findings were, were fairly consistent. Um, and so, again, that Surgeon General's report that, that came out, one of their major conclusions was that uh, ventilation and cleaning the air aren't effective measures to reduce or eliminate secondhand smoke exposure. And essentially what this study did was, was confirm that finding. And that, you know, even if you have ventilation and you try to separate smokers from non-smokers, um, they're really not a, a effective mechanisms to fully eliminate that secondhand smoke exposure. So in that respect... 
um, you know, we weren't surprised that we found um, secondhand smoke exposure that was drifting out, but, but the levels were, were certainly uh, problematic for, for health. Dr. Brian King is an epidemiologist with the Centers for Disease Control's Office of Smoking and Health. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Rudy. And when we come back, we'll get a behind-the-scenes peek at the upcoming art blowout that starts this week in Miami. And pick up Tom Wolfe's novel if you want to have a little fun. If you happen to be headed to Miami or aren't going to Miami, you can sort of feel like you're there. Be right back here in Rudy Max's World right after a short break. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. Martha and seven other grandparents were excited to finally charter a 52-foot catamaran to the British Virgin Islands with their nephew as captain. After four days of fun in the sun, they were fishing 11 miles out to sea when the engines quit and the boat began to take on water. You can learn the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle if you visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories. TravelGuard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Hi folks, Rudy Maxa here inviting you to visit Ireland and take part in the Gathering Ireland 2013. The Gathering Ireland will be a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. It begins with a huge kickoff New Year's Eve festival in Dublin, offering concerts, markets, family events, and more. And the celebration and fun will continue throughout the year with a full program of national festivals and events. For info on planning a trip to Ireland so you don't miss this incredible country wide celebration, go to thegatheringireland.com or visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's an advanced natural product clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40 without significant lifestyle changes. You can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling one 800 525 the leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. one 800 525 That's 1-800-525-2563. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. This hour of the show is brought to you by our friends at Tourism Ireland. And if you've ever thought about taking a trip to Ireland, 2013 is the year to do it. That's because Ireland's issued an open invitation to the world called The Gathering Ireland 2013. It's a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. Maybe you have an Irish name or Irish roots in the family. Maybe you've studied in Ireland, worked in Ireland, enjoyed the music and food, or maybe just have a desire to see this beautiful country that's so rich in history and it's with its stunning landscapes. Well, 2013 is the perfect year to plan a vacation to Ireland be part of the worldwide gathering. More details at thegatheringireland.com. You can see what else is planned for 2013, how you can be a part of it. If you want to plan a vacation, go to discoverireland.com or to rudymaxa.com and click on the homepage. There's a 
link to Ireland there. And if you were listening the last two weeks, you know, we brought you a couple special shows from Ireland. It was great fun. What a, what a wonderful country filled with terrific people. All right, starting this Tuesday from December 4th to the December 9th, it's all about art in Miami and Miami Beach as Art Miami kicks off. Now, I don't know if you, uh, I said at the top of the hour, if, if, if you read if you read Tom Wolfe's new bestseller called Back to Blood, but it's sort of centers around Art Basel. Um, now, we've got somebody who can explain all this uh, to me, because I'm a little confused about what, my, what Art Miami is, what Art Basel is. I'm joined by Nick Korniloff. He is the director of Art Miami. Nice to have you with me, uh, Nick, because I've wanted to talk to you in a while. Ah, thank you, Rudy. We appreciate the opportunity to speak with everyone this morning. All right, what is Art Miami? Is that sort of an umbrella? No, Art Miami is actually the original uh, contemporary and modern fair that was founded 23 years ago here in Miami. It originally took place during the month of January uh, on the beach at the Miami Beach Convention Center, where currently Art Basel, Miami Beach, takes place. And, and, and is Art Basel part of Art Miami? No, it's not. Uh, we were actually the, the, the first contemporary art fair here in the, in the marketplace, and uh, for the last five years, uh, we moved to a more central location on, in the city of Miami and run our dates right alongside uh, the same as the Basel Show. Okay, so it is the same as the Basel Show. All right, now tell me what is specific to the one that begins on Tuesday, which is Art Miami, and that's what you direct. What are, we're looking at art from... Uh, I gather just modern and contemporary art. Is that is that right? Well, actually, this year uh, we we do Art Miami does specialize in modern and contemporary work. And you will also find different disciplines here at the Art Miami show. Uh, we have tribal, we have some glass, some ceramics, uh, design, uh, very high end uh, quality uh, works from those different disciplines. But specifically, it's uh, there. It's, it's focused on modern and contemporary works. Inside of Art Miami, you also see some emerging and cutting-edge work uh, from, from important galleries from around the world. Uh, this year is a real special year for us because we've launched an expansion of Art Miami, um, which is the show called Context Art Miami, which sits alongside Art Miami in a separate pavilion and just features international emerging and cutting-edge works, specifically alone in one pavilion. So the overall expansion has taken Art Miami from last year 115 galleries to this year we'll have 190 and nearly a 250,000 square foot uh, exhibition, indoor and outdoor exhibition space. So it's a, it's a pretty big jump uh, in a year's time. And of course the public's invited to this. Public is invited. Uh, the, the Tuesday VIP private preview, which is 5.30 to 10.30, um, is to benefit the MAM. But that's a VIP uh, invitation-only event. Uh, if you want VIP status, you'd have to visit either the contextartmiami.com uh, website or uh, the Art Miami website and, uh, and apply. But that's the, to benefit the MAM Museum here locally. And is there a charge for the general public the rest of the week? Uh, there is a charge. Uh, if you don't have a credential, it's very reasonable. It's a $20 admittance uh, to get into the fair, and we sell multi-day packages uh, which allow you to come and go as you please. And also, uh, some of the packages include a catalog. And our catalog this year is is, is really substantial, about 600 pages, and it's a, it's a fantastic coffee book and, and memory of the fair. Uh, we're talking with Nick Korniloff. He's the director of Art Miami that begins this Tuesday and runs through the 9th in Miami. And if you'd like to know more about this largest art event in North America, there's an app for that. Of course there's an app for that. It's called refinedr.com. So it's the word refined followed by the letter R 
Com, and that'll tell you a lot about what's going on. You know, I, I, I picked out one passage from Back to Blood, and I know this was talking about Art Basel, but it's all in the same time period. This is, this is Tom Wolfe writing. It was as if one of those storybook fairies, ch fairies that children love so much had waved her hand over Miami, and Wonder Flash turned it into Miami Basel. The spell lasted no more than one week, one magical week every December, when the Miami Basel Art Fair went up in the Miami Convention Center and swells from all over the U.S., all over the world. Uh, come down from the sky in swarms of private planes to buy expensive contemporary art or, or to see the swells buying it, to immerse themselves in their mental atmosphere of art and money, to breathe the same air they do, in short, to be where things are happening. And then they disappear. Every trace of sophistication and worldliness gone a week later. I've shortened that quote a bit, but it's, it's a pretty amusing description of high rollers coming to art uh, Basel, but I gather you probably have some high rollers there as well. You've got serious galleries showing. Um, was Tom Wolfe on, on the mark there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we tend to call it Art Week here and make it a little bit more inclusive than right. just Art Basel Week. You know, there's there's 20-something shows in the, in the marketplace. Both Art Basel and ourselves are the largest in the, and, and are known for the highest quality work and the, and the most prestigious galleries internationally. Uh, we share a, a, a huge collector base, uh, satisfying uh, niches and, and desires of all the collectors and art enthusiasts and museum professionals that come to, to acquire for their institutions and the independent curators that are looking uh, to, to, to buy for their collectors. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a tremendous week down here, and that's a, that's a pretty good, accurate uh, uh, description by Tom Wolfe. Although, it should go without saying, you don't have to fly in by a private jet and throw money around uh, like crazy. What Not would you, what, Nick, what would you say to a first-time visitor who's, you know, perhaps would like to look at art, maybe even buy a piece or two? What advice would you, would you give them if this was their first time coming down for Art Week in Miami? Well, you have, to, you have to buy what you like, first and foremost, and you should study and, and get to know who the gallery is that you're doing business with and a little bit about the artist. And, you know, collectors buy for so many different reasons. There's, uh, you know, return on investment, design, um, or just pure love of it. And, and so everybody has a different reason. Uh, I think the most important thing is to deal with reputable dealers at Art Miami and Context Art Miami. All of our galleries have been vetted by a selection committee. Uh, and handpicked to be in the show. There's a, a big application process that, that they go through. Uh, many of them have been in the business for a long time, have a very strong repu uh, reputation for dealing with primary artists and, and strong secondary market works. Uh, and so, you, you know, they'll, they'll come to a show here and they'll see everything from the, the classics of Picasso, Liechtenstein, Warhol, de Kooning, and then to the very edge. Uh, of the new artists and, and the works that are being created on a daily basis. So uh, they just need to educate themselves. And we pride ourselves on here at Art Miami being a real friendly environment, very accessible uh, for the audience that comes. Our dealers are great personalities. They, they represent their artists and the, and the art community in a very strong way. And uh, that's really important uh, to, 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 to cultivate new collectors and not just serve the, the existing ones. And, and that's what we're all about. Uh, we, we satisfy many different levels of the market. And uh, this year, uh, the guests that attend will see a special uh, exhibition of uh, Banksy works. Uh, this is the first time. Oh, we'll, we'll, the, yeah, we have an He's the London uh, graffiti guy, right? That's correct. The most mysterious public street artist. Uh, right. We have a private collection that's being presented by iPixel U, uh, our, our sponsor, which is a, f a new photo sharing application to organize your, your, your thousands of digital photos and actually print out mosaics uh, from them. But they're presenting uh, five wall reliefs that weigh six tons. Uh, these are actual, uh, have been rescued, salvaged, and restored uh, <laughs> in 
important <laughs> works of Banksy's that have been brought in from around the world and will be on display uh, here at Art Miami and Context Art Miami. And uh, uh, so a, you can afford it. You might not be able to afford to ship it home, however. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a not for sale exhibition. So uh, right. the, the collector and the, and, the, and the sponsor are presenting it for the enjoyment uh, of this audience. Uh, nearly sixty thousand people were expecting. So uh, are you going to be in charge again next year, Nick? Always. I hope so. Yeah. You know, I think we uh, ought to come do our radio show from there next year. We would love that. We right, would we'll, love that. We have time to talk. Listen, I, we've only got about 45 seconds left. Okay. you have any sense of logistics? Are there hotels available in Fort Lauderdale or nearby? Or? The, 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 the hotel rooms are, are still available. You, you, have to, you have to do some calling, though, because the, the bookings are very, very strong. Sure. Uh, but Miami is really accommodating, and, and we're located in the, uh, the Midtown Windwood Arts District, which is centrally located between the airport and the beach. It's the easiest of the locations to come visit a high-end international fair, uh, and and very easy to get in and out of. So uh, there we, you we go. Hope everybody comes down. Nick Corneloff is the director of Art Miami. You can find more information at the website art-miami.com, or as I mentioned, there's an app for that, and that is called refinedr.com. Nick, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Max. You take. We'll be care. right back in Remax's world shortly. Bye bye. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. Martha and seven other grandparents were excited to finally charter a 52-foot catamaran to the British Virgin Islands with her nephew as captain. After four days of fun in the sun, they were fishing 11 miles out to sea when the engines quit and the boat began to take on water. You can learn the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle if you visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories. TravelGuard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Hi folks, Rudy Maxa here inviting you to visit Ireland and take part in the Gathering Ireland 2013. The Gathering Ireland will be a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. It begins with a huge kickoff New Year's Eve festival in Dublin, offering concerts, markets, family events, and more. And the celebration and fun will continue throughout the year with a full program of national festivals and events. For info on planning a trip to Ireland so you don't miss this incredible countrywide celebration, go to thegatheringireland.com or visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. It is 33 minutes after the hour. Nice to have you here with us today. Perhaps you saw Joe Sharkey's column this week in the New York Times. If you didn't, that's why I asked him to join me on the show. Joe, welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Hey, Rudy, nice how are you? Joe did a column called Keeping an Eye Out for Counterfeit Money. You know, it's counterfeit money is one of those things that floats around out there that I think about occasionally, but certainly not while I'm traveling. But you say that counterfeit money in places, and I mean places a lot of Americans go to, i.e. Mexico, England, that this is, this, the, the spreading of this fake currency is on the rise. I would think so, just from anecdotally and from a little bit of what I've, uh, I've managed to sort of dig 
out on this subject. And that's, I mean, what occurred to me in Mexico, um, and, and it's not a problem that's by any means confined to Mexico. It's just that I happened to be there recently. Yeah, you had a personal in run Mexico in with this. City, was I changed money. You, you know how you do when you travel. You cha- you, you, you like to uh, have a little bit of money, uh, sure. local currency, when you're sure. at the airport for tips and things, you know, cab drivers. So I changed about $200, uh, which is not much, right? And mm-hmm. and I realized the day later when I tried to pass, well, not tried to pass, when I used one of those, one of the 200 peso notes to a, with a cab driver that he, he rejected that one and then he rejected the next one pretty readily he just had a look at it and said these are no these are no good and it, to my astonishment it occurred to me i'm papering mexico city i'm a good time <laughs> charlie here papering mexico city with phony money <laughs> well before we get into what people yeah. ought to do joe what yeah. i one amusing thing i found in your piece was you sort of your first thing was to maybe turn this into the police and what did the cab driver suggest to you well the cab driver suggested that i promptly give him a bill that um, you know, that was good. But he also but suggested you not hotel, go to the police. The hotel and, and a really uh, helpful assistant manager. And the hotel has right there on the counter, as every place I noticed that you, cha- that you pay for things in Mexico City, uh, does a, a, uh, uh, you know, a light device, uh, not infrared, uh, ultraviolet light device. Right. Check currency. So I mean, that indicates that this is this is a you know. But you probably issue. don't notice those things unless you've already been stung with some counterfeit bills. I and didn't. Everything. You know. And and, and didn't the driver tell you that telling the police you you might get sued for slander or well, something? The, the, the hotel manager said. You know, the first thing I said was well, I got to call the police. You know, I know this is a, a small um, a small amount of money. And the hotel assistant manager said, "Well, okay, but if you get into the police involved, it could get complicated." And suddenly, I realized, you know, you're right. It's only, you know, the, the sum total was thirty bucks that I had demonstrably lost. And I thought, you know, all of a sudden, you're, I'm in a foreign country. I'm an American, and I got phony money on me. I'm I'm the one who right now, you know, is obviously guilty of having the counterfeit money. I and <laughs> and so I thought, no, probably don't get complicated and just, you know, suck up the loss. It's like a game uh, of tag and you're the last one who's you, it. You know though, Rudy, that when I did read the State Department, uh the State Department travel warnings and travel advisories and travel information, um usually, you know, fairly useful, although they may be a bit harsh from the perspective of the country that gets uh that gets evaluated. But the State Department here in the Mexico one, it just in its general information, says if you do, if you receive what you believe to be a counterfeit banknote, bring it to the attention of Mexican law enforcement. I don't believe that's very good advice. I mean, it may, you know, certainly law enforcement in the, in, you know, if you need to call the cops for a, a serious matter, yeah. But these routine things, I don't know that you want to, you know, chance. <laughs> I've been right. involved in a situation, you know, with an airplane crash where. I was a victim of the crash, and suddenly I was in custody in Brazil, and I'm thinking, well, I don't know that I want to complicate matters. So anyway, that's what I did. I just all right. Just we've got a couple of minutes, oh, about right two minutes left, Joe. Yeah. What what advice would you give travelers who are are handling because they're getting it from an ATM or from a uh, uh, you know what advice would you give them to to avoid holding or having a counterfeit bill in their hand? Well, you know, I think the first thing is to be aware that it could happen. Uh, and I don't think it, in the travel industry and in the, in the kind of tourist information you get, that isn't addressed very much. And I think it ought to be because it's clearly a problem all around the world. It's even a problem in the United States, but we don't think of it. But you go to a convenience store and you, you see them holding up, you know, a $20 bill. Um, the advice I would give is to, first of all, use a credit card or, you know, um, Use a credit card, which is what most of us do. Uh, get one that doesn't have uh, doesn't have onerous uh, exchange fees, 
when you do change money, just check it because once I looked at the bills I had, it was obvious they were you know they were they were phony. I didn't you really? don't think of it. Really, but they were paper. You know? So you could really tell when you when you were focused on it. Once you focused on it, you could tell. So I would I would say even at a you know I got this money from the airport from an airport exchange um, place. Yeah. Uh, just check the bills, check them, you know, hold them in your hand, rub them, and if they seem phony, they probably are. Is an ATM a safer place to get money, or not necessarily? Uh, I, 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 I would gather, but I hear that the, you know you can get phony bills anywhere, and they just you know. They just end up in the in the pile of currency, even though currency exchanges try to try to uh, mitigate the problem. They don't they don't solve it altogether. And you said that in, in you wrote that in England the British twenty pound note. Well, that's that's uh, twenty. You know, that's like thirty one dollars. Yeah, like, and that's your basic. You know, that's sort of your basic note when you're a traveler right, in, in right, England. So I mean, right. you know, and they don't like to talk about that, but it's an issue. Um, and in China. Uh, the yuan is 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 uh, is commonly uh, counterfeited and given and changed. There are all kinds of ways that you can get slipped counterfeit money, right. uh, either in routine exchanges or even in you know in official exchanges at the airport. So you just got to feel it, look at it. <laughs> okay, you have been warned by Joe Sharkey. If you'd like to read more of Joe Sharkey's writing, by the way, go to his uh, website, Joe Sharkey. That's S H A R K E Y. JoeSharkey.com. Joe, thanks for joining us. Sure thing, Rudy. Stick around here in Rudy Max's world. We're coming back with our pilot in residence, Patrick Smith, and see whether this pilot shortage might be a little hyped or not. Don't go away. Call now to talk to Rudy Max at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Geico says, let's make life simpler. It's a fact of modern life. Switching isn't easy. Your bank, your cable company, your girlfriend. Let's just say each switch comes with a certain degree of difficulty. But switching to GEICO, now that couldn't be easier. First of all, it only takes 15 minutes. And just like that, you could be saving hundreds on car insurance. No muss, no fuss, no irate, vengeful, significant others. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Ever wondered what you do if you were seriously sick or injured on a trip? You need On Call International, and joining me is the company's CEO, Mike Kelly. Now, Mike, why is this protection so critical? Medical evacuation in the U.S. or abroad can cost thirty, fifty, or even $100,000 and is rarely covered by major medical plans, including Medicare. On Call International membership protects your health and wallet with services, including evacuation to the hospital of your choice. And right now, you can save 30% off your membership with the code RUDY30 at OnCallInternational.com. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's an advanced natural product clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40 without significant lifestyle changes. You can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-525-2563. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. 
Martha and seven other grandparents were excited to finally charter a 52-foot catamaran to the British Virgin Islands with her nephew as captain. After four days of fun in the sun, they were fishing 11 miles out to sea when the engines quit and the boat began to take on water. You can learn the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle if you visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories. TravelGuard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Hi folks, Rudy Maxa here inviting you to visit Ireland and take part in the Gathering Ireland 2013. The Gathering Ireland will be a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. It begins with a huge kickoff New Year's Eve festival in Dublin, offering concerts, markets, family events, and more. And the celebration and fun will continue throughout the year with a full program of national festivals and events. For info on planning a trip to Ireland so you don't miss this incredible countrywide celebration, go to thegatheringireland.com or visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Max's World. 43 after the hour. Say, if you enjoy Rudy Max's World, uh, do me a favor. Go to my Facebook fan page. It's Rudy Maxa dash, you know, it's Rudy Maxa TV show. I know this isn't TV, but as I've been saying for three years, I do a television show, and they didn't have a designation for radio shows, so I took TV. So Rudy Maxa TV show, or Rudy Maxa TV show, and uh, I post stuff about this week's show, and I post stuff about my travels and other things, and um, hit the like button, will you? I'd like to get up to 3,000 people by, like, mid-2013. You know the name Patrick Smith. He's on frequently on the show. His website is askthepilot.com. He is a commercial professional pilot. He's also become a journalist. Uh, sort of. I don't hone in on your business, Patrick. I don't know what the deal is here. <laughs> wow, uh, using the J word. I don't know. That's uh, That is impressive. a big word, isn't it? I don't even know if I'd call him. Well, yes, I would call me a journalist. Patrick Smith, uh, we, we talked a couple weeks ago, Patrick, uh, in response to a piece, I think it was in the Wall Street Journal, about this looming pilot shortage. And you yeah. apparently think it might not be quite looming quite as largely as others. Is that right? Well, is there going to be a pilot shortage? The answer is both yes and no. Um, to discuss it accurately, you really need to take the airline industry and divide it in half. On the one hand, you have the major airlines who really, for all intents and purposes, are never going to be faced with a pilot shortage. Um, really? They're always going to have their pick of senior regional pilots, pilots coming out of the military and whatnot. On the other hand, though, you have the regional carriers, um, all of these express and, and connection affiliates that flyers are familiar with. Um, they are going to be looking at uh, a shortage. The extent of that shortage is is anybody's guess, but, but there is going to be some shortage, and that's because of, of different things. Um, first and foremost, the fact that pay and working conditions at these regional airlines are very poor. Um, starting salaries are somewhere around $20,000 a year, sometimes less. It can be a hostile environment to work in. Um, it's just it's, it's not a good place to be long-term. And, and the industry, the regional industry, has grown so much that pilots who are looking at a career in aviation are realizing that a, a job with a regional is likely to be an entire career with a regional. And there's a huge amount of investment that goes into getting your, your ratings and licenses and hours to, to get one of these jobs, and, and what's the payback? So that end of the business is drying up. The, the applicant pool is getting smaller and smaller. And, Patrick, are the requirements, I know that uh, one reason it's tougher to become a commodity is because 
there are more hours now required before you can take the controls of, of a commercial plane. Are those hours the same for someone like you with a major airline as for a, a newcomer to the regional jet business or regional airline business? Well, what was happening is because the regional sector was growing so quickly, they were hiring lots and lots of pilots. This is over the past 10, 15 years. And in order, to, in order to fill all those slots, they were reducing the minimum uh, hiring requirements, you know, the number of hours a pilot needed to have. Some pilots were getting on with these carriers with as little as 400 hours total time. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, the, the FAA has stepped in and said, okay, no more of that. And they're, they're, they've passed legislation which is going to restore the hiring minimums to what we could call historical norms, uh, somewhere around... Uh, 1,500 total flight hours, and, and an applicant has to have what we call an ATP certificate. You know, that, that's about how it was when I was getting in, into the business in 1990, and it's going to be going back to something like that, which, which is a good thing. And that also is causing the applicant pool to get smaller because there aren't that many uh, up-and-coming pilots with, with those qualifications. And to get them, it, it, it's, it's quite an outlay of, you know, somewhere around $100,000 to get all of that, uh, all of those boxes checked, plus a college education and everything yeah. else to get into a line of work that's going to pay twenty grand a year. People are saying, "No, I don't want to do that." Right, right. Yeah, that's uh, and you know, twenty thousand annual salary doesn't can take a long time to pay that hundred thousand right. dollars off. But aren't there a lot of senior pilots uh, flying large planes uh, for major carriers that are retiring? And are, are there enough regional pilots with the requisite experience under the new threshold to take their place? Yeah, the major carrier environment is totally different, and uh, I read recently that somewhere around uh, f- half of all the pilots are over 50 years old, um, so there is going to be uh, the need for some pilots at the major level as well in the years ahead, but there there's, will still be so many uh, regional? regional pilots, senior uh. regional pilots to draw from that I, just, I can't imagine that, that the major carriers will have any trouble um, finding the the okay. however many pilots they're going to need in the years ahead, I just I don't see that as an issue at all. All right, Patrick. Um, earlier in the news at the top of the hour, I talked about this Concord court decision in in France. Um, and we're coming to a commercial break. We, might you be around one hour from now exactly to talk uh, about? Sure, it? absolutely. All right, we're going to call you back next hour. Let's talk about Concord. Okay. Sounds great. The website's askthepilot.com. Patrick Smith is a great writer on all things involving commercial aviation. Do check it out. We'll be back with some deals in just a moment. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Or you can also write me at rudy at rudymaxa.com. If you've got a travel question that we might uh, all profit from learning the answer to, give me a ring and uh, may have you on the radio show and we'll talk about it. Love to do that. I know this is a very interview-driven show, but uh, sometimes, and I get a lot of travel questions from folks, and sometimes there are ones that are so general or, or so specific, could be either way, but generally helpful to maybe other listeners, and uh, I'd like to put those on the air. So feel free to call and leave a message or drop me a line at rudy at rudymaxa.com. 
uh, be sure to give me your phone number so we can arrange to have you on and maybe answer the question on air if appropriate. We have some breaking news here, unfortunately, as I broadcast live to you at uh, 10.52 Eastern Time on Saturday morning. Keep in mind that many of our stations shift this show, most of them do actually, to later on Saturday or even on Sunday. But we do the show live 10 to noon Eastern every Saturday morning, generally, unless we're on a location with a weird uh, time zone. And uh, this just came across the wire is about 12 minutes ago. A, a bus carrying more than 30 people hit an overpass at Miami International Airport, killing one person on board, leaving all the other 30 passengers or other 29 passengers with some sort of injury. Apparently, this large white bus uh, filled mainly with local folks. The driver was not familiar with the airport, and he went up to the arrivals uh, level rather than the departures level where buses are supposed to go, and he didn't notice the low ceiling. Fire trucks and police cars are apparently swarming the area. Um, and uh, as I say, we've got a lot of injuries and one death. The bus wasn't going fast 20 miles an hour and hit the overpass Saturday night, but there you go. Uh, one source said there were 32 people, others say 30. This is a bus that uh, is used often for charters and tours. It's where the driver is sort of seated low to the ground and passengers seat a little higher up behind sit a little higher up behind the driver's seat. So we'll, so you can follow that story the course of the day, but uh, bad news from Miami Airport. All right, let's do a few deals of the week, if you don't mind. Mm, cash register sound means time for deals of the week. Uh, real fast one, about two sentences long. I think I've mentioned, I don't know if I've mentioned this specific deal before, but Public Hotel in Chicago, that's Ian Schrager's, Ian, excuse me, Ian Schrager's hotel, used to be the ambassador. It was the ambassador forever. It's got, had the pump room. Remember, it still has the pump room. I ate dinner there was in Chicago not recently. It was, it was quite nice. Um, they're offering a great holiday rate between now and the 29th of December. And Excuse me, between December 8th and the 29th of December. So December 8th through 29th, $135 a night. That's great for Chicago, $135 a night. I'm sure that does include taxes. More details at publichotels.com. Maybe you want to go get some sun, warm sun, I should say. You might want to consider the Grand, Grand G-R-A-N, Grand Isle Resort and Spa on great, uh, uh, is it, Exuma or Exuma? Anybody been to the Hamas, uh, to that island? E-X-U-M-A? Um, this is a deal from December 19th through January 8th. This is an all-villa property, and if you stay three consecutive nights, you get the fourth night free. If you stay five or more nights, you get two more on the house. Not bad. Plus, they'll throw in a bottle of champagne and a $125 resort credit you can use at dining uh, and uh, at their spa and at uh, dining establishments there at the Grand Isle Resort and Spa in the Bahamas. Uh, if you're going over Christmas, they've got a special Christmas dinner, 45 bucks per person, $17 for kids age 11 and under. There's a New Year's Eve party as well. Daily rates here start at about $5.50 for a one-bedroom villa, $8.50 for a two-bedroom. So it's a pretty uh, well-priced family vacation if you take the two-bedroom and get uh, stay for five days and get two more nights free. Use the promo code HOLIDAY3 if you're only going to stay three nights to get that fourth night, or HOLIDAY5 to get the seven nights. Grand, I Grand Isle Resort, G-R-A-N-I-S-L-E, Grand, oh, it is Grand, there is a D on it, GrandIsleResort.com, G-R-A-N-D-I-S-L-E. I'll check that as we talk here. Now, how's this for a deal at Denver Airport? Listen to this one. Free phone calls anywhere in the world at Denver's airport. It's the first such offering anywhere in the world. Now, this is an ad-supported service and device. Uh, if you're willing to watch a 15-second digital commercial on a 17-inch screen, you can talk as long as you want to anyone in the U.S. As long as you want. Free. International calls are free for the first 10 minutes, but you will pay 25 cents for each additional minute plus a 15% tax if you go over those 10 minutes. Now, you do receive a 2-minute warning and a 30-second warning before your time is up. Uh, you can, uh, well, you don't have to find details anywhere. Just fly in and out of Denver and talk to your heart's uh, content. I want to check the uh, 
uh, website on Grand Isle Resort and see if it does have a D on Grand. Yes, it does. Grand Isle, I-S-L-E, GrandIsleResort.com for that uh, all-resort special, December 19th through January 8th I just mentioned. Do we have time for another one? I think so. Uh, what do we got? Finnair has got some great uh, uh, winter business class round trips to seven European cities under $2,000. Just about $2 under $2,000. Call it $2,000. Um, Finnair operates a couple flights out of uh, uh, New York and uh, into their hub in Helsinki, and they're offering business class round trips as low as $2,000 um, if you fly one of those two flights. The travel window is pretty wide until March 20th for departures and March 25th for returns. You've got my gosh, you've got four months to take ad, uh, advantage of this. The restrictions are you got to stay at least five days. It's not bad. Um, but you've got to purchase your ticket by December 11th, okay? Um, Finnair flies to uh, Copenhagen, Helsinki, Prague, St. Petersburg, Stockholm, Vilnius, and Warsaw. You can find more details at Finnair. That's with two N's, F-I-N-N-Air.com. All right, we're coming to the end of the hour here at Rudy Max's World. If your station's leaving us this hour, not staying around for our second hour, well, I, I'm uh, my heart goes out to you. What can I tell you? Uh, most of our stations save for the second hour. I'm glad they are. I'm glad you do because uh, we've got a great lineup of guests coming up next hour. We're going to talk about uh, uh, oh, we got we're going to talk about this guy who runs a a website called Untied, in which United, spelled almost the same, passengers and crew complain. United suing them. We'll talk about it when we come back in Rudy Max's World. We'll be back in about six minutes. Stay with us. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.